Thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile to Rolling, proudly brought to you by Changeover, standing at Burwood Stud up on the Darling Downs for Nolan, Christine Denning. There's a lot to talk about because there's a huge weekend of harness racing action coming up, and it's right around the country, no doubt about it. Even goes over the ditch as well, New Zealand having some big races there as well. But I wanted to talk more from a Queensland perspective this morning with the, uh, the Chariots of Fire, Pete McMullen and Chantel Turpin. They've got a run-up in the first qualifier, the Hondo Grattan Stakes coming through on Saturday night at Penangle. And he's got an awesome book of drives today as well. And Pete joins us first up this morning. Pete, appreciate the time. No worries, Chris. Thanks for having me. Uh, Uncle Shank, he's going to represent the stable in the first qualifier on Saturday night in Sydney. So uh, what are the expectations? Yeah, um, obviously... His last couple of starts haven't gone to plan, but, uh, you know, his performance has still been quite good. Um, you know, fingers crossed everyone's going to go to plan this week and, um, you know, a little unsure whether I'm going to go down and drive him this week or not, but, uh, you know, as long as the horse gets there and he's safe and sound and, and good to go, hopefully. Well, when you look at the Chariots of Fire, it, it looks like it's a race that's tailor-made for a horse like Uncle Shank. Obviously, he's a four-year-old, it's a mobile start race, and it's a mile. He just loves those sort of conditions. Yeah, obviously, um, you know, for quite a while now, we sort of had this, you know, as his target, he, he loves sort of loves the mile. He can cut a really big mile. And, um, you know, we think the angle is really going to suit him. He's sort of, you know, he's a really big horse, and I think the, the extra room there will really help him. I'm fascinated to, to find out how you're going to answer this question. You've got some really nice four-year-old talent within your stable with Chantel. There's Uncle Shank, there's Big Wheels, there's Hemsworth, maybe one or two others lurking in the background there. So, and this is a difficult question for you to answer, but who is the best? Is there something that's clear-cut in your mind that is the, the standout four-year-old? I think for me, it's always been Uncle Shank. Um, you know, I think the horse really suits my style of driving, and, and I think so. You know, I, I love the speed he's got and, and you know, awesome gate speed and get up and really really cut just as such a, a big mile. Um, but in saying that, big wheels can do the same thing. You know, he, he, you know, he, he can really sort of um, cut a big mile as well and, and you know, run the gate, up, gate, gate hard. And, um, you know, he, he's also very strong. And, you know, as time goes by, he's becoming you know, a better racehorse as well. Will big wheels get his opportunity the following week in the pale phase Adios stakes? Yeah, that's the plan, um, to end him the week after in the pale phase. And, um, you know, all going well. There's a little bit of luck, you know, we, we could possibly have two horses in the chariot to fire, but, you know, it's obviously a, a very tough race and some very good horses in it. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going to need things to go, go our way a bit. Mm. You've got to deal with Krug this weekend. Uh, he's got the outside gate, but he was just unbelievable winning first up there a fortnight ago. Yeah, you know, he's such a good horse. We've got to see him here in Queensland over the winter there and, um, you know, he's fast, he's strong, he's got, you know, everything to go with it. So, um, you know, obviously, he, you know, to be honest, he probably looks the winner of the chariot to fire, but um, at the same time, he needs some competition and um, hopefully we can be there to, to be that. I know it's still early and you're probably still looking at all the form of these horses and that, but at first glimpse when that, that field was released last night, did you feel that Uncle Shank probably had the speed to lead that race? Yeah, like I haven't really gone through and done a lot of gate speed on, on the southern sort of horses, but, um, you know, knowing how much gate speed he has got and, um, you know, he, he certainly can really fly the gate. So, you know, I sort of thought he could, you know, possibly be the first one to find the marker line. 
Okay, if you don't go, um, who, who's likely? Who are you looking at to uh, to take the drive on Uncle Shank? Yeah, we haven't really probably thought too much about it just yet. So um, sure, yeah, I can just sort of weigh up and see if I stay home or go down there. Obviously, we've got quite a number of drives here at Albion on Saturday night. So you know, I've got to sort of um, weigh up what's the best option. Okay, but you're happy with him, uh, and he's fit and ready to go, Uncle Shank. Yeah, he he seems really well. Um, you know, I was at last start where he, you know, he got parked out and he, he made a little mistake in the first turn, but um, all in all, he, his run was still pretty good. And he was probably there for a bit of a trial, and um, you know, so there was always a lot of improvement to come from that. Okay, well, that's Uncle Shank. Are, are you looking at any others uh, with that Sydney campaign? Uh, Obviously, Uncle Shank this week. You mentioned Big Wheels maybe the following week. Is there anything else that's likely to head south during that Miracle Mile Carnival? Yeah. Originally, we had sort of plans for a few others, but um, you know, as it's sort of getting closer, you know, you sort of watch the races and, and see how strong they are, them sort of races. You know, races like the Derby, you know, we've got a way we go, possibly could go for that. But at the same time, he did get beat Saturday night. So, you know, he'd need to step up to be competitive and... Um, I want to be realistic, you know, he's got sort of so many races here in Queensland, the Triads and the Breeders, so, um, you know, it might not be worth sort of taking him away when you've got good races in your own backyard. Did you consider uh, either Will the Wizard or Black Sedance? Um, Black Sedance was on, it was on the cards for him. Um, you know, and obviously he's, he's in Saturday night, he's probably got to, you know, run a really good race to be able to go down there and sort of be competitive. He, if he goes away, he's got to race, you know, the best in the country, King of Swing and, um, you know, Spirit of St. Louis, Fancy Vigo, Ockenbarat, all, all the good horses. So, you know, he's probably just a step below him. So same sort of thing as the guy, you know, you can sort of stay home and, and um, you know, still make good money at home. So, yes, it's still up in the air a little bit. Okay. I tell you what, uh, with that announcement last week from Racing Queensland, that new race for Queensland trained horses only, three- and four-year-olds, uh, you could have a pretty strong hand to play in that race, uh, all being well. Yeah, definitely. It's um, something that we I should think about a little bit. And, you know, there's probably a good half-dozen horses in the stable that could be more competitive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what I want to ask you about a few of your drives coming through today. You've got a really good book. Redondo in race one, is he good enough to win that race? I, I think he's definitely good enough. He's got a good um, You know, things haven't been probably going perfect of late, but uh, the ability is definitely there. Righto. She's got bling. Is she ready to win? <laughs> She's, um... You know, she needs a good trip. That's her biggest problem, and sometimes it can be hard to get. Okay. King of the Stars backs up from Saturday night, but he was okay on Saturday night. Yeah, he's just definitely getting better. Um, obviously, he's been out of form for you know quite some time, but uh, his last couple, of, you know, he's a stronger, and hopefully, it won't be too far before he does win a race. What about Slide the One Lock? Is she good enough to overcome Gate Seven? Um, form before Tamworth, I would have thought so, but um, you know, sort of went a bit of pear shape when when she went down there. So, you know, if Graham's got her back to where she was, it's you know, a big possibility. All right, speaking of Graham's Dwyer, the Harvey Bay and Harps, are they good enough? Um, they've sort of probably got tough draws and, and probably need a few things to go their way. I think, you know, the horses themselves definitely are good enough to win the races they're in, but it's, um, you know, they just need things to be done their way. All right. The 
key runner all day for mine is this runner in the last, and you're driving American Outlaw, a four-year-old that's won three from six. He's first up since July, but the two trials have been super. What are you expecting today? Um, I would have liked for a different draw. Uh, you know, been saying that last week in that barrier trial, he did come off a helmet and he was pretty sharp the line. So, you know, fingers crossed the one leads. Uh, I'm not convinced it will, but it did lead and had a good race last week. So, um, you know, if he follows the form line, we're in with a really good chance. And, um, you know, if we are second fence, I think he'd be hard to beat. He's, I think he's a pretty serious horse. Okay. Well, that was the next question. Where does he sort of sit amongst the stable? Yeah, he sort of, um, you know, unfortunately had a little incident there a bit a little while ago. But um, we originally were getting ready for the peak of the creek, and we, we thought he'd be more competitive than that. And um, things went amiss. But then, you know, he, he seems to be all back on track now. And uh, you know, the race, you know, that Queensland race later in the year, a race like Rising Sun and another race certainly could be something that he could be good enough for. All right. Well, that's a good push. We'll watch with interest today there in race nine. Pete, as always, really appreciate the time. I know it's busy for you at the moment. Plenty going on, but I really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. No worries, Chris. Thank you, eh? Mobile Rolling on Radio Tab. Chris Barsby, of course, back with us. Good morning again, Chris. Yeah, thanks again, Steve. I want to chat with Shane Fraser now because I'm sure it would have been a sweet and sour night for Shane on Saturday night at Albion Park because he had his two stars stepping out, Manila Playboy and Bangkok DJ. Manila Playboy was the shortest price favourite of the night, but he went under, but he was able to uh, recoup some uh, pride, I suppose, later when Bangkok DJ was able to sprint through and just look so good winning that final race. And he won a good quality race there because he was able to down the horse that Pete McMullen just referenced there in a way we go, and he's online with us now. Shane, appreciate the time. No worries, Chris. Thanks for having me. What were the feelings for you there on Saturday night? Yeah, a bit of tweet. Um, yeah, a bit deflated after the first two runs with Cheese and Kisses. Went out, uh, she was a bit lame with a, a bit of a problem, some corns in her front feet, and she was reshod the day before and never really picked up on her lameness. And then for Manila Playboy, obviously, that was really deflating. But, um, you know, he had a bit of an up-and-down week, so uh, it all sort of, when I reflected on it, it, it sort of painted a bit of a picture as to why his performance was down. So he had a bit of a temp on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and um, missed some work uh, that he needed. And, yeah, as a result, he was just a bit off on the night and down on a bit of work for the week, and he's not the sort of horse that can go into any race, you know, underworked. Okay, so if he had a one on Saturday night, Shane, were you looking at a Chariots of Fire campaign with him? Yeah, we were going to head down on Monday. So, yeah, that obviously went by the wayside. Uh, I think he's got to have a trial now. So, yeah, look, he's rebounded really well and uh, we still might go. We'll just wait and see what the... He's got blood results coming back today and uh, I'll just wait for the vet to have a look at that and... Tell me what he thinks, and if uh, he says we can you know, go forward with the trial and that goes well, well, we might still head down next week. Okay. Now, going into that race on Saturday night, he was coming off that last up performance, was, and that was unbelievable, the way he was able to handle big wheels and run the sectionals that he did. He gave him a couple of trials, and those trials were just sensational. So everything was pointing towards you know like a a really good performance there on saturday night but unfortunately it uh, it just didn't go out 
when did you sort of feel that, you know, things mightn't be right up to scratch? Uh, was it during the run? When did you start to think, oh, everything's not quite right here? Oh, well, it was obviously, you know, Tuesday, Wednesdays, um, temperatures jumped up a few points just to the high end of normal. So, you know, when that happened, it definitely, you know, put a bit of a glitch in the preparation. And whenever you have any little setback, be it minor like that, you don't really know how it's going to impact on you until you get on the track. And he was fine Friday and, you know... He, he, you know, he, he left a bit of feed as well when his temps jumped up. So, you know, I just had to back off him and not give him the pace work that he needed. And then, you know, we just jogged. And you can't just jog him into those races, particularly over 2,100. And then he ended up in the breeze. And, you know, it was quite a slick time in itself. So it was just unfortunate the way it panned out. I think maybe if Angus had a sat longer in the, with cover and just sat up on him and come, in, come at him late, he probably may have still won the race. But, look... It's no no um no blemish on Angus's drive. You know we wanted the horse to go out and make a bit of a statement, and he wasn't up to it on the night. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So you get those results back today, and uh, you know you're yeah. hopeful that uh, they're okay, and you might be able to push on. Yeah, I think he's I think he's rebounded really well. To be honest, um, I I really didn't think I'd be going away at all on Sunday, but. Um, you know, he had a day off and I jogged him yesterday and he felt really good and he's just licking the bin out and he's been down the Tweed River for a swim today and he's just feeling really good. So I'm, I'm pretty hopeful. I'm, you know, just, there's nothing to indicate there's anything wrong with him. So he just might have been having an off week. Okay. If, if you don't go to Sydney, ultimately, the, the Winter Carnival here, and it's fast approaching. We're now in February. Is that the next big target for him? Oh, yeah. I'd like to give him a freshen up. So, yeah. you know, if we don't go to Sydney, he'll probably go to the paddock, to be honest. But um, right. we'll just we'll just wait and see what the blood results come back like. The only reason, you know, everything was aiming. I'd sort of, after the that last Saturday night win he had, you know, we started thinking, well, maybe we should trip him to Sydney, you know, and have a shot at it. I mean, you know, he's a special horse. So, um, you know, I'm sure he's going to bounce back. Well, I've got no doubt about that as well. He's a proven Group 1 winner, and they're not easy to come by. So we know he's got the class. So that was the sour there on Saturday night. The sweet came in the final race. You had to wait all night long, but uh, he was so good, Bangkok DJ. Yeah, he's an impressive horse. I think you described him once as a, as a progressive type, and that's exactly what he is. And uh, he, every time... He, he's had a, he had a couple of weeks off there, of oh, his last sort of freshen up, and... Since he's come back, he just keeps getting better and better. And even with the trials, performances, you know, each time he steps on the track, he seems to improve. So, yeah, he's a pretty exciting horse. He's very strong. He's still, yeah. I don't know if he's going to, I don't know if you're going to see the best of him till he's four or five, though. Well, I tend to agree with that because he gives that impression each and every campaign that you give him, he's coming back a little better. And, and to pick up and go there like he did on Saturday night, 27 7 last quarter. He's in behind the leader and a group one winner and he, and he sort of put him away pretty easily there. Yeah, I was, I was shocked, you know, to see him sprint away like that. So, you know, he, he's a lovely balanced horse and I, I haven't even taken him away from home or the um, other track in Tweed Heads, only two small tracks that I work in. I mean, he's such a lovely balanced horse for a big horse and he gets around these small tracks with, no, with ease. And, um, you know, I just... I, I take him to the beach normally and put him on the down there at Pottsville, but... 
I, I thought, why change anything when he's been trolling so well and then he come out and race like that? So we just keep poking him around at home and down in Tweed Heads there. If Manila Playboy was going down for a shot at the Chariots, was there any consideration about the New South Wales derby with Bangkok DJ or was that a bridge oh. too far so soon? Oh, no. No, we're going to tag him along for the trip. I was going to take the three of them down. So even the mayor, because, you know, she's, she's, going, she's in good form when she's got, you know, four wheels under her feet. But, um, yeah, no, we're going to take him down and just see how he goes. No, no pressure on him. If he, Probably try and find an easier race down for him to start with. But um, now that the, everything's been pushed back a week, you know, we'll just weigh it, weigh it up when we get down there. But I think he just benefit from the experience of going away. I think it'll do him a world of good and, you know, come back and I'd have to try and freshen him up before his races, you know, in the middle of the year. Yeah. And you're obviously looking at the middle of the year with him as well. Plenty of big targets yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah. We want him to be there and be ready to go. So, um, But, yeah, I'd like to see him have a, have a freshen up. That's the tricky part now. So, yeah, if we go away, it's going to prolong, you know, he's going to stay and work a bit longer. But you know, there's no pressure on him when he goes down south. <laughs> if he um, if he happens to sneak into the derby heats and goes well and gets into the final, we'll, we'll have a crack at it. Okay. How do you reckon those horses would handle that big track? Do you, do you think it would be beneficial for them or does yeah, it really I do. matter? Yeah. I think um, Bangkok DJ will relish on the big track. And Manila Playboy, I don't know if it'll matter to him too much. But um, I think Bangkok DJ, I really relish the bigger track. And I actually think Cheese and Kisses will too. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, there's plenty to look forward to with uh, all of your team. This mare, Bangkok Dancer, she's she's an absolute gem. <laughs> yeah, she's a revelation for us. And unfortunately, she's not in foal. So uh, we're having a lot of trouble with her. But um, we'll have another go next year. But, yeah, she's been unbelievable for us. She just keeps throwing nice horses. And she's out of a good producing mare called Kalani Beauty. And uh, she produced all those nice horses like Courageous Cam, Pegasus Park, Perfect Pegasus, Bangkok Dancer. And um, she's gone on to keep the flag going. Yeah, uh, yeah no there's a lot of that. pressure on cheese and kisses now. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it, no yeah. doubt. But, uh, she, you know, she's got ability herself and... Uh, you know, yeah, she, she's... she's just a bit awkward going sometimes, but I think her biggest problem is just with her feet. But, yeah, she she tries really hard. So um, she always tends to do her best work late in the races. So that's why I thought Menengel might actually suit her if we can sneak her into a mare's race down there. Yeah, OK. Well, Shane, really appreciate the update this morning. Fingers crossed you get a good report today, later from the vet, and uh, you're back on track. Yep, thank you very much for having me, Chris. I uh, really appreciate it, Shane Fraser, joining us there. So, as I said, a little bit uh, sweet and sour on Saturday night for Shane. Uh, everyone was expecting Manila Playboy to, to just breeze through and then push down towards Sydney. It may still happen, who knows, but uh, it uh, we'll, we'll get a, a verdict later today from the vet. Racetrack Ralphie's about to join us each and every Tuesday. He's online with us and he's been patiently waiting. He's with us now. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. What have you got for us today? Yeah, Chris, come up with uh, race six, number six, Slip the Hundy. He's a former Kiwi pacer. He had three wins in Addington before arriving here in Queensland. And he, he ran a really nice trial behind another ex-Kiwi in American Outlaw, which you'll feature in the last today. Um, last week, he was responsible for an excellent third, and that was from a poor draw. Uh, that was behind Mongolian Conqueror. And... Um, 
Yeah, that was run in excellent time, and I think his sectionals are very impressive. He moves to the front line today. Uh, he'll strip a lot fitter, and I think he can take this. And the other thing, it's the opening leg of the treble, uh, so I think he can go one out here, and Narissa McMullen will pick up the $200 for the team deal. Yeah, that starts today, doesn't it? Team Teal. Pete, sir. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the 1st of February, so we're off and running. So that's our best bet. Race 6, number 6, Slip the Hundy. Uh, any thoughts from the weekend just gone? Um, yeah, it was interesting just listening to Shane. Um, let's see, fingers crossed, but um, I, yeah, amazing comeback if that's going to be the case because uh, everyone was a little bit disappointed, a bit flat after that on Saturday night. But uh, plenty to look forward to, as you said. Big weekend coming up right across Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, it's a big weekend, no doubt about it. Um, Colt 31, he backs up on Saturday night. Any thoughts on his performance down there in Sydney? Oh, well, I, it's a bit hard to say. You know, victim of circumstances. I, I thought he had every possible chance. I just don't think he went on with it. Well, he's hoping that he just needed that little bit of a run after missing the week prior and he'll be a lot sharper on Saturday night. Yeah, let's hope so. Fingers crossed. Well, Ralphie, as always, appreciate the tip. Race six, number six, slip the hundy. It's an easy one today. Race six, number six, we can't miss it. And as you said, it's the first leg of the treble, so we'll play one out there with that former Kiwi. Yep, that's the way to go, Chris. And hopefully we get through the day and don't meld out there. Yeah, it's going to be a hot one. There's no doubt about it. We'll see you trackside.